Gajendra, uh, the elephant that was delivered. Gajendra was not an ordinary elephant. Hmm. He was the king of the elephants, but certainly he had a very, uh, very interesting past. Hmm. He was a king in his previous life, and that is not an ordinary king, but a king who was devoted to. Krishna consciousness, a king who was devoted for practicing bhakti, and for some reason he was cursed to become a elephant. <clears throat> so now, uh, in this throughout the universes, there are so many beautiful places, and there are so many things going on this uh, beautiful planet. We, uh, the scientists, we understand that there is life only on this planet. But from Shrimad Bhagavatam, we understand that there is life on every planet, and there are so many other things going on there. So similarly, uh, there is an ocean of milk, and in that ocean of milk, there is a very high and a very beautiful mountain, which has an altitude of ten thousand yojanas or eighty thousand miles. And this mountain was known as Trikuta Parvat, Trikuta. And in this Trikuta mountain, there were so many valleys which were created by Varuna himself. In that valley, there was an elephant known as uh, Gajendra, and he, he had his very big family of the she elephants, the brother elephants, and uh, the child children elephants. All were there, and they all. Uh, especially the she elephants, they proposed Gajendra that since we are already on a picnic today, can we also go and take a bath mm. in this beautiful water? Mm. So Gajendra agreed, and they, all of them they entered the lake which was which was there in that mountain, and they were playing their sports, they were enjoying, and just at that time. All the inhabit when the elephants were playing in that lake, all the inhabitants in the water they got disturbed, and as a as a representative, there was a king of all the uh, all the species, all the species staying underwater. There was a king who was a crocodile. He was very very powerful. He got very disturbed, and he thought that let me teach this elephant a lesson. So this. This crocodile it went and it caught hold of the feet of Gajendra very very tightly, and thus started a battle between crocodile 
the king of the water and the elephant who was the king of the forest and they had a very fierce and intense fight and guess what the fight went for 1000 years for 1000 years they were fighting and none of them were getting defeated because both were equally powerful when bhima and duryodhana used to fight uh, at that time it was very difficult to estimate who is going to victor who is be, will be victorious who will get defeated because both were equally powerful even krishna used to praise duryodhana's uh, fighting skills so here the crocodile and the elephant were fighting fighting and fighting for so many long years and neither of them were ready to give up but gradually gradually after 1000 years were over gajendra felt a little bit of weakness crocodile was fighting in its own territory crocodile is a animal from the water and he was fighting in its own territory so certainly his he was he was powerful similarly uh, but gajendra but gajendra on the other side was fighting in its different territory he was a he was a animal from the land and he was fighting in the water so certainly gradually gradually he was getting weakened mm. and <clears throat> it so happened that gajendra thought to himself that i might not mm, be able to win this battle i might lose i might i might die so at that time this at that time gajendra he remembered a mantra which he used to chant in his previous life mm. now how amazing is this mm. that you have been a devotee in your past life mm. and that mantra that prayer which you have chanted that he remembered in his present life that to in a body of an elephant mm. and gajendra he <clears throat> he thought that whatever is my situation right now but let me surrender to the supreme personality of god it what are the difficult situations we are in but at that very moment if we decide that we have to surrender ourselves as lotus feet of supreme lord one can do so and he can perfect his life so gajendra thought that i am in this terrible situation where i am going to die now and this prayer which i think i have chanted previously is constantly coming to my mind so gajendra he started speaking Shukadev Goswami, he is he is saying, "Evam vyavasvito buddhya samadhaya manoritihi jajapa paramam jayapyam praga janmasya anushikshitam." Hmm? Now, what was the consciousness of Gajendra? Hmm? Shukadev Goswami is telling that the king elephant, the king of the elephant Gajendra, he was fixed. He fixed his mind in his heart. and he started chanting this mantra i mean he was in full consciousness of what he is doing he he was he was aware that he is offering this prayers to the supreme personality of godhead lord shri hari and he started chanted chanting the prayers and at that time so many of the demigods they were, they appeared there on the sky and they were watching the fun if they wanted seeing a devotee in trouble they could have come forward and helped gajendra but they had an ego they were thinking to themselves that gajendra is not calling our names he is calling lord hari so let him call and we know that lord hari is not going to come how will he come simply by chanting this prayers lord gajendra thinks that lord hari is going to come and rescue him 
that is not possible so the demigods were discussing amongst themselves and they said if some of them said if he could have asked my help i could have certainly gone and helped him but gajendra is not asking my help i am here standing in front of him hmm? gajendra is seeing all of them but he is praying to lord hari hmm? the supreme personality god it so this is very beautiful prayers one should read those prayers <coughs> and gajendra <coughs> uh, when he was offering his prayers at that time and and the demigods were discussing that lord hari might not come just at that time lord hari sitting on garuda entered the sky and as soon as the demigods and everybody saw the supreme lord hari entered the sky they all were amazed and said how is it possible how is it possible that lord hari has come to deliver an elephant and and this uh, everybody began to clap they were all happy and they were jubilant this and but there was a problem the problem was that lord thought that garuda is a bit slow hmm? garuda how can he be slow he is faster than the speed of a mind but at this moment the lord was thinking the supreme lord hari was thinking that this garuda is a bit slow hmm? so lord got down from his from his uh, chariot from his from garuda and before garuda could reach that place the lord hari he reached that place and he picked up gajendra along with the crocodile and brought him to the shore and then cut crocodile's uh, neck with his sudarshan chakra so this is uh, this is how the pastimes of gajendra is described by shubhadeva swami shrimad bhagavatam is the answers to all the questions all these pastimes in shrimad bhagavatam they actually help a conditioned living entity develop pure love for shri krishna shukdev goswami spoke shrimad bhagavatam especially for people keeping keeping the people of kaliyuga in mind you can see that shrimad bhagavatam in shrimad bhagavatam there are incidences there are pastimes from different different yugas but shukdev goswami has presented in such a way so that people in this age of kali who are less intelligent can derive benefit from it and can develop pure love for krishna so shrimad bhagavatam helps us to clear all our doubts how and helps us it helps us in developing pure love for krishna we will find out today <coughs> so shrimad shrimad bhagavatam's first two cantos are lord krishna's lotus feet in in the uttarakhand of the padma puran it is described that the first two cantos of shrimad bhagavatam they are the lotus feet of shri krishna the third and fourth cantos are the thighs the fifth canto is the navel the sixth canto is the chest the seventh and the eighth eight canto are his arms the ninth canto is the throat of lord krishna the tenth canto is his lotus face and 11th canto is the forehead of lord shri krishna and the 12th canto is his head so this is how shrimad bhagavatam is not different from krishna and taking shelter of shrimad bhagavatam will certainly give us an entrance into the pastimes of of lord shri hari now shrimad bhagavatam it is a personal commentation on the vedanta sutra by the author himself vedavyas 
he has wrote the vedanta sutra and to give a commentary on it he himself compiled shrimad bhagavatam and it was written in its maturity under the guidance of shri narada muni <coughs> now one cannot doubt the authority of vedavyas because vedavyas is celebrated as the incarnation of lord narayana himself lord narayana himself came as vedavyas to write this uh, so many vedic literature and especially shrimad bhagavatam in other puranas there are uh, different methods which are mentioned of uh, achieving the achieving the lord karmakand is mentioned gyanakand is mentioned. so many other things are mentioned different puranas but in shrimad bhagavatam only supreme lord has been mentioned when vedavyas he compiled so many literatures <coughs> at that time uh, he was still not happy he compiled mahabharata he compiled puranas and he compiled so many other things and he was still was not happy so vedavyas was thinking if me compiling so many literatures i am not happy within my heart so how will the people studying those literatures will get happiness so he was very sad he was morose and he was sad he was, he was praying with his heart to the supreme lord to give some solution at that time narad muni came and chastised him for not compiling a literature which glorifies the supreme lord exclusively a literature which speaks about devotional service so vedavyas on the instructions of narad ji he compiled shrimad bhagavatam that's why he very clearly said dharma projita kaitavatra paramo nirmatsaranam satam hmm? that i am compiling this literature exclusively for pure analog devotees of the lord hmm? for paramahamsas and for devotees who are aspiring to become paramahamsas only for those people i am compiling this literature people interested in other things please they will not find anything here hmm? people who are interested in karma kand and other things they will not find anything here for themselves because this literature is exclusively glorifies shrimad bhagavatam <coughs> the glories of the lord <coughs> so uh, as we understand that by simply by worshiping the supreme lord mm-hmm. one is able to satisfy all the demigods and gajendra knew this fact that's why even though so many demigods were present in the sky gajendra was exclusively praying to supreme lord shri krishna because he understood if that supreme lord is pleased then all of these people will all of the demigods will be automatically been pleased so what is the proper method of receiving this transcendental shrimad bhagavatam transcendental knowledge okay. the proper method is to hear it submissively and without a challenging attitude if we want to challenge if we have a challenging attitude then we won't find we won't understand shrimad bhagavatam forget about it and if you don't understand shrimad bhagavatam we won't understand krishna yes if we have a doubt one can go to a sadhu and get the doubts cleared but if we have a challenging attitude and you challenge a sadhu that is not going to work out because shrimad bhagavatam will be only revealed if one has the sanction and mercy of a sadhu sadyo hridaya avrutte atra kruthivi susrushbhistakshanat here susrushu 
is very important and significant. One must be anxious. One must be very anxious to hear this message of Srimad Bhagavatam. Desire. Desire should be there. It is said that when one develops a desire to hear Srimad Bhagavatam, by the culture of this knowledge, the Supreme Lord is established within the heart of the devotee. In, simple, in other words, when, some, when someone develops an eagerness to hear Srimad Bhagavatam, then the Supreme Lord says, Okay, I am ready to get myself bound up by you. Hmm? This is the glories of Srimad Bhagavatam. Hmm? <clears throat> but, <clears throat> less fortunate persons, hmm, they don't get interest in hearing Srimad Bhagavatam. Not everybody is fortunate that they will develop this greed or they will develop this desire for hearing Srimad Bhagavatam. It is not an ordinary thing. It's a big thing. <clears throat> the process is simple. Very simple. Simple hearing. But the application is difficult. I was in Russia recently and uh, there when Mataji asked me a question, she said that <clears throat> what is the application of Srimad Bhagavatam? I want to know what is the application. I said application is very simple. Hearing. Simply by hearing will perfect your lives. And for that I gave her an example. This example came up. <clears throat> that when we are sick, we have some kind of a flu, we are sick, uh, we have a cold or cough or we have a fever, we go to the doctor. And we say to the doctor, doctor, this is my problem. So the doctor prescribes us medicines. He gives, okay, for seven days, morning, afternoon, evening, you have to take this medicines and you will be fine. But we don't, but if somebody, if some patient asks, asks doctor, doctor, what is the application of this medicine? How will I get cured? Doctor says, simply take this medicines and you will be fine, you will be cured. I said, no, 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 I want application. This is application. Simply eat it and you will be cured. Hmm? Similarly, Srimad Bhagavatam, what is the application of Srimad Bhagavatam? The application of Srimad Bhagavatam is hearing. And we have an example from the life of Maharaj Parikshit. Hmm? Maharaj Parikshit, he was member of the whole world, but he was cursed. Hmm? Cursed by this Brahmana's son to, be, to die of a bite of a snake bird. So what did Maharaj Parikshit do? Although he was very powerful to counteract that curse, he simply, he took shelter of the lotus feet of the Lord and he gave up his crown, he gave up the opulent dress, he, he wore dhoti kurta, a simple wish of a sadhu and he started walking on the bank of Ganges. And when, he, when Maharaj Parikshit was walking on the bank of Ganges, all the great personalities from all over the world, they came there, they appeared there to see what is going to happen in the life of Maharaj Parikshit. Because Maharaj Parikshit was not an ordinary person. Maharaj Parikshit was that great personality who was saved by Krishna personally at the time of his birth. So these sages were very inquisitive to know what is going to happen in the life of Maharaj Parikshit now at the time of death. How is Krishna going to protect him? So they with all this inquisitiveness and also to bless Parikshit Maharaj, they all came there. Where Maharaj Parikshit was, uh, was there standing fasting from water and from food. And when all the sages assembled there, Maharaj Parikshit put forward two questions to them. Hmm? Maharaj Parikshit inquired from them, hmm? 
which is that activity one always has to perform and oh my dear sadhus which is that activity especially one has to perform when one only has seven days with him what is which is that activity so all of them they started discussing among themselves the ista goshti began we have ista goshtis in our temples so they were all discussing and just at that time vyasanandan shukadeva goswami he appears there on the scene just at that moment and all of these great personalities who were thousands and thousands of years old seeing shukadeva goswami they all stood up in great respect and honored him welcomed him and all of them they requested maharaj parikshit parikshit shukadeva goswami has come go and take shelter of shukadeva goswami lord krishna has sent him exclusively to help you out go so maharaj parikshit goes there and worships shukadeva goswami gives him an elevated seat and he put forward <clears throat> the same two questions to shukadeva goswami and shukadeva goswami says parikshit don't worry it's shrimad bhagavatam the answer is very simple simply by hearing shrimad bhagavatam will perfect your life so when <clears throat> when shukadeva Gos- when shukadeva goswami uh spoke the entire shrimad bhagavatam bhagavatam to maharaj parikshit so maharaj parikshit after hearing the entire shrimad bhagavatam he prayed to his spiritual master uh, and he requested him he said anujanehi maam brahman vacham yascham yadokshaje mukta kama shayam cheta pravesha visrajami asun so maharaj parikshit is requesting shukadeva goswami oh gurudev by your causeless mercy i have understood the subject matter and my heart is completely cleansed and i am able to fix my mind unto the lotus feet of lord adokshaja so please give me permission so that i can withdraw all the activities of my senses fix my mind unto the lotus feet of lord adokshaja and give up my life now figure this out this king parikshit maharaj was cursed by a brahmana to die of a snake bird here maharaj parikshit is asking his gurudev spiritual master to give him permission to give up his body maharaj parikshit getting permission from his shukadeva swami spiritual master he gave up his life he sat in meditation fixed his mind in the lotus feet of lord adokshaja and he gave up his life simply by hearing shrimad bhagavatam maharaj parikshit was able to perfect his life one becomes qualified to hear shrimad bhagavatam after many many pious deeds mm. the intelligent person with thoughtful discretion can be assured is who is assuring us whether vyas is assuring us that one can realize the supreme personality of godhead directly mm, by hearing shrimad bhagavatam only one hear shrimad bhagavat he will be able to experience the supreme personality of godhead shri krishna provided one has to take shelter of shrimad bhagavatam how one can take shelter of shrimad bhagavatam by hearing by reading and by speaking about his glories all the time 24 hours one has to absorbs ourselves in this service then vedas vyasa's words will come true that will be able to realize the supreme personality of godhead Shri Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur is speaking very boldly and he is saying that one will, one will not 
attain salvation. One will not attain liberation by studying Vedanta for crores and crores of years. Then he goes ahead and says, no good will come out by squeezing the nose. Which he is saying that the yoga practices which people do, no good is going to happen by simple by doing yoga practices, squeezing your nose for eternity. Nothing is going to happen by that. And even if one gets power, Siddhis, and one is able to climb 20 or 50 floors in the sky without he has the power to travel in the sky. If uh, if he has that power as well, no benefit is going to come. Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati is saying, true well-being will be available to the people of the world only if they hear the message of Srimad Bhagavatam. Hmm? Only if they hear this message of Srimad Bhagavatam. But from whom? From, from that person whose life is Bhagavatam. Hmm? That is what Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati is saying. Hmm? And then he also goes ahead and says <clears throat> that if all the books in the world are burned, there will be no harm. This is how, this is the paragraph where he said this famous statement. Hmm? And if thousands of learning institutes are uh, completely abolished, but if uh, the Shavan and Kirtan is going on of Shrimad Bhagavatam, then nothing is lost. This is what uh, Shrimad Bhagavatam this is the glories of Srimad Bhagavatam which Bhakti Siddhanta Sarathakur is presenting. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> in Padna Puran, in six chapters, there is a glories of Srimad Bhagavatam. <clears throat> and in that chapter, after hearing the glories of Srimad Bhagavatam, Narad Muni, he inquires from, from the four Kumaras, O oh, four Kumaras, do you have a history of someone who got delivered Hmm? from hearing Srimad Bhagavatam. Okay, we have, we know Parikshit. But is there any other person? So, four Kumaras starting narrating, started narrating a history. There was a Brahmana. His name was Atmadev. This is from Padna Puran. And <clears throat> this Atmadev Brahman, he had everything in his life. He had wealth, he had a beautiful wife, he had all the opulences, but there was one problem with him. He had no children. And because of that, he was always lamenting. He was always crying in his heart of the hearts that my life is useless if I don't have kids. So with this, uh, he tried all the means. He tried all the means to, to help uh, all the pujas, all the vidhis, all the karmakand he did to help uh, to have a child, but there was it was not possible. So this Atmadeya Brahman, <clears throat> being frustrated with his life, he decides that let me go and give up my life. So he goes to he goes to the forest with the intention of finishing life, but there he meets a sannyasi. And as soon as he sees he sees that sannyasi. He sees that he's a very powerful sannyasi. So he offers his dandavats to him and he begs and he keeps his problem in front of that sadhu. And the sannyasi says, it's good that you don't have kids. Having kids is a problem. 
see from the life of chitraketu maharaj he he tried to change his destiny he got a kid from the blessing of the sadhu but then his life was his life again uh, became very miserable so in this way the sadhu was instructing him but he said brahmana said oh sanyasi mahashay you don't know the glories of grahastha ashram hmm? there is no spice without children in grahastha ashram hmm? please bless me that i can have children so sanyasi looked at looked at him very carefully and said i can see forget about this birth for the next seven births you won't have a child you won't have a kid hmm? he said what for next seven births then the atmadev brahman he thought to himself wow if this sanyasi can see my seven births then he is qualified to give me a son in this birth also so he jumped and he caught hold of the lotus feet of the sanyasi and said please please give me give me a son please you can give me a son please he said okay 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 he took a fruit from it the sanyasi took a fruit from the tree he prayed to krishna and he gave it to him and he said this will give you pleasure and also misery in this life he said i will will i get a son he said yes you will get a son but you will get misery and distress and everything in this life he said no problem that is okay that is a part of the life so atmadev brahman he went back he gave this gave that fruit to his dear wife but if his wife was uh, was very good she is she was not unchaste but she had no interest in giving birth to a baby hmm? and now here was a fruit and she knew that this fruit is certainly going to bear her a child so she called up she she discussed this thing with her sister and the agreement was that that she will not eat this fruit instead they gave that fruit to the cow who was there in their family hmm? the cow was there she gave they gave the fruit to the cow and this and the agreement was that the sister will provide her child to uh to the to that wife of the atmadev brahman but this was all done without the notice of atmadev brahman hmm? satmadev so brahman he was a he he was a simple man so he thought that his wife might have eaten the apple or the fruit which was given but this didn't happen <clears throat> so all this plan of the wife and his sister was kept secret and gradually gradually the days passed and uh, the sister of uh, the sister gave birth to a baby boy and it was brought to atmadeva's wife and it was broadcasted that atmadeva's wife gave birth to a baby boy certainly there were so many things were there that the wife was away from the husband from one year completely she was uh, just to keep herself away from the problems so that the husband should not know the secret so she was keeping away from the husband so all these things were there <clears throat> so this one has to understood understand <clears throat> so <clears throat> gradually uh, this boy he was named as dhundukari hmm? and after a few months a cow gave birth to another boy by the mercy of their sadhu's fruit the cow gave birth to a boy and this was named gokarna 
the people in the villages started saying, look at the fortune of Atmode Brahman. There was a time when there was a no children in his house. Now even the cow is giving the children here. The cow is giving birth to a boy. Look at the fortune of Atmode Brahman. Hmm? But there was a huge difference between these two boys. Gokarna was, was blessed by, uh, was taken birth uh, by the mercy of a sadhu. She was naturally inclined towards Krishna consciousness. Whereas the son, hmm, Atmadeva's son, hmm, which was uh, actually the son of uh, the wife's sister, he became a very mischievous boy. Hmm? He was a troublemaker. Right from his young age, he used to kill people, he used to beat up, uh, beat up people, he used to murder, he used to plunder, he used to do all kinds of nonsense. Hmm? Gradually, gradually, Gokarna grew, becoming a devo great devotee of the Lord, and he never stayed in his house because he knew there was always fight because uh, because of Dundukari. So he he travelled preaching everywhere. At the same time, uh, Dundukari <clears throat> he. He became very, very mischievous and gradually he married five prostitutes. And to please those five prostitutes, Dundukari, he uh, used to uh, earn money by all the wrong means. And he used to please and satisfy these prostitutes. So one fine day, the prostitutes they had a meeting and they discussed among themselves that if the king finds out that our our, our husband is uh, the money which our husband has is not earned by the righteous way then the government will take away all the money so why not we ourselves kill our husband and divide all the money hmm? divide all the uh, money amongst ourselves and go but what they discuss what should we do with this husband they said let's kill him hmm? So all the frost, five prostitutes, they killed Dundukari and buried him in that very house of his. And they all took the money and gradually, gradually they left. Somehow, the villagers, the people in the village, they found out gradually the situation with Dundukari, that he was killed. So a message was sent to Gokarana. Gokarna was always on the pilgrimage, but a messenger was sent to Gokarna that your brother has died in this way. Gokarna was amazed and he was saying, what can be done? So, he knew, he knew the glories of Gaya in the scriptures. So, he went straight to Gaya and he offered the Shraddha Sarim, the Pindadan he did for Dundukari. And after doing all this, uh, all the Shraddha ceremony, Gokarana, he came back to his village hmm, to find more about his brother. And he stayed in the same very house where he was, that the body of uh, Dundukari was buried. When Gokarna came, this Dundukari had already gotten the ghostly form and he was, he was staying in that house. And as soon as Gokarna came there, Dundukari manifested himself in a ferocious form. And he was trying to speak something to Gokarna. But Gokarna saw that inability of that ghost. So Gokarna was carrying the Ganges water with him. So he simply, he simply sprinkled the Ganges water. And the, by, the, by the grace of the Ganges, Dundukari got strength to speak. So Dundukari, he said to his dear brother, he said, my dear brother, 
I'm in this terrible situation. I'm your brother. Please, please help me to come out of this ghostly form of life. And Gokarna said, what? I performed Shraddha ceremony for you in Gaya and you still not delivered. The Gaya is a very glorious place. Anyone who performs Shraddha there, however situation he might be, he will get a human form of, boy, human form of life at least. But I am very sad to see that you are in this situation. Now what can be done? He said, my dear brother Gokarna, please help me. He said, okay, okay. We will try to figure out a solution. Next day, Gokarna invites all the scholars from that, that village and also the nearby village to find out from the scriptures what is the solution for this Dundukari. So they all went through their scriptures. Everybody went through the scriptures and they all in that big assembly, they concluded that if sacrificing Gaya cannot deliver Dundukari, uh, then there is no hope of his deliverance. But they all finally gave a solution to Gokarna and said that if you can ask the sun god who is the witnesser of all the activities, if you can ask him, he can certainly give you a solution. And Gokarna was qualified enough. So hearing the Brahmanas advised, Gokarna he stopped the, the movement of Sun God and requested, Oh Sun God, I have a question for you. Please guide me, please help me. You know the situation of Dundukari. I wish to seek your help for a solution. How can my brother be delivered? And the sun god said, Oh Gokarna, Oh great devotee of the Lord, please recite the Srimad Bhagavatam which was spoken by Shukadeva Goswami to Maharaj Parikshit. If Dundukari hears this Srimad Bhagavatam, he will be delivered from the cycle of birth and death and he will be elevated to become an associate of the Supreme Lord. So simply recite the Srimad Bhagavatam. So a big ceremony was arranged and Gokarna appointed a Vaishnava to ask questions on everybody's behalf. And Gokarna, he started reciting Janma so in this way, Gokarna recited the entire Shimada Bhagavatam. And Dundukari, an arrangement was made for Dundukari. There was a Dundukari had an airy body. So a bamboo was kept, which had seven knots in it. And Dundukari was sitting inside that airy body and he was hearing with rapt attention the Srimad Bhagavatam which was spoken by his brother Gokarana. And each evening, this Bhagavatam was going on for day and night. Don't think that this Bhagavatam was a one hour class. Certainly not. It was a day and night affair. And every day in the evening, every day in the evening, the one knot in that bamboo used to burst. And gradually, gradually, each day, one knot used to burst. Second day, second knot, third day, third knot, fourth day, fourth knot, fifth day, fifth, sixth, seventh day, the whole, the bamboo was bursted and Dundukari, he appeared in front of everyone. 
in forearm form of the associate of the Lord of Vaikuntha. He was by the mercy of Shrimad Bhagavatam, by the mercy of Gokarna, he was, his, he was transformed into an associate of the Lord. And after Gokarna was transformed like, uh, Dundukari was transformed like this, he folded his hands and gave, uh, gave he glorified Srimad Bhagavatam. Now, what, he, what did he say to Gokarna and everyone will like to hear that? He said, Oh, my dear brother, by your mercy, I have been released from the ghostly body. This ceremony of discussing Srimata Bhagavatam is so glorious that it will destroy the, the ghostly forms and it will elevate one to become an associate of the Supreme Lord. This is the glories of Shrimadha Bhagavatam. Then he says, <clears throat> Dundukari, who was a ghost, but now in a form, form of a, a forearm, form of the Lord, Lord of Associate of Vaikuntha, he's saying, when a person starts hearing Shrimadha Bhagavatam, when a person starts hearing Shrimadha Bhagavatam, the sins which are accumulated in his life for so many millions of years, they tremble in fear anticipating that this Bhagavad Katha will destroy them completely like a fire destroys or uproots or completely destroys the root, the grass roots. Similarly, in the same way, Sumatha Bhagavatam burns away all the big sins, all the small sins of a person who takes shelter of Sumatha Bhagavatam. Scholars Dundukari is saying, the scholars in the assembly of demigods, they say that people who do not hear Shrimadha Bhagavatam, their life is an utter waste. What is the value of this temporary life? What is the value of this life by making it strong and stout if one does not hear Shrimadha Bhagavatam? Now, we have to understand the situation of our body. This body is supported by bones. Hmm? which are like pillars. Just like these pillars are supporting this construction. Similarly, our, our, the bones are like the pillars in our body. Hmm? And <clears throat> they are tied together with the rope of nerves and veins. Hmm? And it is covered by skin. What is inside? Bones is there. Bones are tied up by nerves and veins. And it is covered by skin. Hmm? And what is there inside? Flesh. Hmm? What is there inside? Flesh. And every part of this, our body reeks. Hmm? And inside, it's only nothing but a pot of stool and urine. This is what Dundukari is saying. And this, in the old age, what happens? That this body becomes a cause of lamentation and misery. Devotees who are old here, you can ask them, what is the situation with their body? And they will say, yes, it is full of problems. Every, every moment we get troubled by this body. <clears throat> this body has only three destinations. Only three. When it, is, uh, when it is buried in the ground, it is eaten by the worm, worms. When it is thrown out, it is eaten by the vultures. And when it is burned, it turns into ashes. These are the only three destinations of this, our so-called body. 
divine body which we which we are very attached to hmm? food which is cooked in the morning hmm? it gets rotten by the evening at least by indian culture we understand that food which is cooked in the morning gets rotten by evening so how can this body be considered eternal since it is nourished by that same ingredients hmm? which gets rotten in the evening so how can we imagine that this body will be permanent hmm? <clears throat> in this material world people can very quickly attain the lotus feet of the lord simply by hearing shrimad bhagavatam hmm? this is the only means by which one can completely eradicate eradicate the defects of this of this human form of life and there are three things which happens when one hears shrimad bhagavatam hmm? there are three miracles first the doubts are removed hmm? second the karma is slackened and third one becomes relieved from the knots in the heart the scholars hmm? scholars dundukari is saying that the scholars say that when shrimad bhagavatam becomes fixed in the heart liberation is guaranteed when shrimad bhagavatam is fixed in the heart liberation is guaranteed 